Hey, it's the third week of October. You know what that means, right? The baseball season has now begun. All right, everybody, it is, what, the third week of October. My name is J.O. I am the author of Maximize Your Medicare, the 2019 edition. Go see it on Amazon.com. In addition to that, the next year's edition, 2020 and 2021 edition, is going to be published by Allworth Press. You can pre-order it now. The link is going to be here as part of this podcast. It is is the annual election period right now. It started on October 15th. It concludes on December 7th. During this period, you can make unlimited, unrestricted changes to your Part D plan or your Medicare Advantage plan. It is highly advisable to double check. The reason is all the moving parts are moving around. That's not bad, meaning that The world is so competitive that Medicare Advantage continues to improve across the board. I think that that is a very fair statement. However, you need to look. But to give you an idea, here are some examples. $0 PPO, that exists. It also can be the case that, for example, on the prescription drug portion, meaning the prescription drug benefits within certain Medicare Advantage plans have become superior to Part D plans, so much so that in some instances, certain types of insulin have $0 copay. You'll have to check. It takes work. However, it's worth it. Thousands of dollars a year of benefits if you if that is you. Today, you know, normally on, the, on this podcast, you hear me talk about a specific topic, but, you know, I thought that what we would do today and you know, coming up in just a couple of moments is going to be a recording of a conversation that I've had with a person, a Medicare beneficiary based out of Dallas, Texas, highly educated in healthcare, specifically, you know, specifically qualified. In addition to that, he is the author of books. His name is Jim Goldman. You can check him out. It's G-O-L-D-M-A-N-N, Jim Goldman. The first book is called Connections. And the second one is called, there are three books in in a series. I highly recommend you to go to Amazon or to Barnes & Noble and pick up a copy, ebook form, less than four, I think it's like $4 or something like that. Very, very interesting stuff. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about his experience in enrolling in Medicare, how complicated it was, even for him, someone who has the professional and educational expertise to deal with Medicare, still complicated. And then we'll talk about his very interesting books. Hope you enjoy. Well, we break from the normal practice of me just rambling on about a specific topic on Medicare, but today we have a special guest deep in the heart of Texas, Jim Goldman. Good morning, Jim. Thank you for joining me. My pleasure. So let's go back on your background uh, first, and then we're going to get into your very interesting books that we'll discuss here You know, once we're done here with our Medicare, Medicare TED Talk. So you're professionally speaking, you are the very, very highly experienced. I think that's fair. I've been in uh, health system operations and strategy, both as a consultant and as a manager for, well, over four decades. With some of your experience, you would have thought that 
Medicare would be, you know, the easy stuff, you know, very easily handled by you, you know, since you interface in your work with pretty much, you know, a lot of the different providers, et cetera, et cetera. Did you find that to be the case? All right. Well, you know, signing up for Part A was easy. I turned 65. I'd send in the paperwork and and uh, was signed up easily. Um, however, uh, what I did not reckon with and did not understand was that it's much more complicated or can be to sign up for Part B, uh, which is, you know, for physician services and the like. Let's go to the background on how you got a hold of me. So I think one of your colleagues at your workplace, is that what happened? Yeah, uh, one of my colleagues, a long-term colleague, in fact, uh, suggested I reach out to you. I was a bit confused at first. What do you mean? I understand how all this works. But I thought, you know what? Rick knows what he's talking about. Uh, I'll give Jay a call. And what did you find? So you were about to transition out of uh, your existing employer. Is that what happened just for the you know listening people's you know background so that we can understand your situation yeah they moved me into an independent contractor role which gotcha. was just fine right and uh, uh they put me on co or i put myself actually on cobra and i thought that, that would count for continuous coverage and you're up, so like you said you were already enrolled in part a because you were, already had turned 65 and full-time working covered by your employer is that right that's correct. I'm 67 now uh, and thought it would be an easy transition to go to Part uh, B as well as to get the supplemental coverage and Part D. So your employer covered you while you were full-time working in your role while employed, and then when you moved to a contractor role, you then converted to COBRA. And this is very common, right? I mean, I'm sure that you'll see in your everyday walk of life on your professional experience that many, many more people are working beyond 65. And so you happen to be on COBRA. It was credible coverage while you were fully working. And when we spoke, you found something you know, very, very different. Is that right? Well, you, you advised me that, in fact, uh, COBRA really doesn't count as continuous coverage for Medicare purposes, and that I had a limited time left to me in order to sign up for Medicare Part B without paying a premium. And I didn't, you know, I wasn't aware of all the paperwork I had to complete in order to achieve that. Just to, inter you know, to add to that, it's not only what ends up happening is your health insurance, even if it were the same policy while you were fully employed, is credible or it is qualify as health insurance, therefore allowing you to delay your enrollment in Part B. But once it turns into COBRA coverage, that does not become qualifying as health insurance for Medicare purposes. So as a result, the timer for the Part B late enrollment penalty, you know, starts ticking. And so we had to play that and handle that situation very subtly because you are married. Yes, I had to find coverage for my wife, who is not yet 65. And so we had to make sure that uh, she maintained continuous coverage until about a year from now that she, she qualifies for Medicare. Exactly. And so now we have this very subtle balance, right, where you don't want to have the Part B late enrollment penalty, yet you also need to find health insurance for your wife who is not yet Medicare eligible. That's a difficult dance to 
you know, partake in and probably one that you you probably wouldn't have known, you know, just all things all else equal because your normal life really wouldn't have changed otherwise. But well, and I understood that my wife needed different coverage, but navigating all the different options and the like is a real challenge. So now if you, you know, speed forward here, so you then start understanding that, you know, the time clock for you. So there was a gap. There's a gap from the time that you're on coverage, on COBRA coverage. You can use eight months, up to eight months of that, and then enroll in Part B. I think we went through that, and then you tried to go to Social Security Administration to turn on Part B. And what happened? Well, before I went, you advised me on the forms that I needed to have completed and take with me. That included a form to be signed by my former employer. And needless right. to say, part of me, part of me is thinking, "Uh oh, how long is that going to take?" You know, exactly. so I, I had a real sense of urgency here. And so, at any rate, right? Oh, go ahead. No, please go ahead. Keep going. Oh, so I went into the Social Security office and I sat down with the uh, the, uh, the the individual. And the caseworker glanced at my materials and said, oh, I don't know that I can do this. And she <laughs> oh, walked geez. away. She walked away and she came back a couple minutes later and said, you're all set. And oh boy, was I relieved. And I you know, recognized that, you know, being guided through, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the challenges involved in this really helped tremendously. And I got the coverage at the rates I needed. Well, the brutal thing here, right, is that you knew this fine point because we had discussed it at length, right? In, in yes. other words, yes, you had COBRA. It fit you. Your wife could stay under COBRA, but not forever, not until the time that she turns 65, which is going to be what? Not, not for another year plus. Right. So as a result, we kind of had to walk this balance between you getting the efficient coverage for yourself and yet also, you know, because Texas, a very difficult individual health insurance state, uh, something that we had talked about, we are finding this, meaning that you know, these complications and because of your complicated situation, even then you have filled out the form, which does can take a different amounts of time, you know, depending on the employer. Then you go to the Social Security Administration and you and the first the, the first response was, wait a minute, I can't do this? Is that what happened? That's exactly what happened. Oh, or I don't think I can do this. Um, and I just had this, you know, stricken look on my face. I think she took pity on me. And But in any event, we were within the time frames with the documentation that was needed. So, you know, she, we made our, her job easy, quite frankly. And you can understand, you can, I mean, you're the highly educated you're highly educated and the fully armed with the the proper information down to the last detail. You can imagine, you know, your cloned brother. What would he have done if he was not, you know, with your background, your professional background, et cetera, et cetera, and then be told by a government official? You take it as word, right? I mean, you, I, I'm not sure. I could easily see your cloned brother would just shrink away and say, we've got this problem. Oh, and, and, or, and shrink away or just sit there wondering, what do I do now? And, you know, the other element of this is that, uh, you know, my cloned brother might be on COBRA or whatever, have absolutely no clue without talking to an expert about what 
what qualifies and how you qualify. It's uh, they, they don't make it clear, I should say. And as you said, I've been in this field for a long time. I understand Medicare. I've worked closely with Medicare, but didn't understand how this particular situation might impact me. So at, at this time, you're in suburban Dallas, is that right? That's correct. Texas difficult prior to 65, but candidly speaking, because of the population and obviously Dallas is not, you know, the boondocks or by any means, you know, very highly competitive. We had configured what a Medigap as well as Part D and without naming, you know, carriers or what, what approximate price did you get? at your 67 now and i don't have my files here for you know how you got enrolled and going through that process but approximately speaking you're speaking for myself or my wife for yourself for yourself for myself uh my part a is a little over a, well um i'm, I'm trying to remember well, right now part a is zero part part b is about $130 a month, I believe. Okay, right. My, my, my supplemental, I think, is around $100 a month. And my Part D is really not terribly expensive. I think it's around um, uh, $14 a month. So you can see the math of money, Jim, just for the people, and I already know this, but give me the ballpark for the, for the listeners. What was your part of the COBRA coverage approximately? Uh, my part of the COBRA coverage was, I, if I recall correctly, was uh, more than that. Um, <laughs> more than that. May, may have been, yeah, may have been, in fact, I think it was easily twice or three times that. But you may have a better re- recollection than I do. Right. In fact, I want to tell, I want to say just to, for people uh, to understand how dramatically superior Medicare in, in Jim's case you're talking about something like what I want to say something like $900 a month each, something like that. Cobra coverage would have been. I think that's probably fair. So, uh, from, and you know, my, my, go ahead. Sorry. No. So from, you're talking 900 down to $250 a month, 600 odd, 650 a month running with superior coverage under Medicare is basically your end point. I, I think that's fair. I would agree that, quite frankly, the, the coverage, the much less expensive coverage under Medicare, and the few times I've had to use it uh, since we did this, so you uh, have, it's been so much less out of pocket. It's been great. A lot of people get confused, and you can you can imagine your background, your specific background. You know, it's it's easy to think that. You know, someone with your connection points and your interfaces with other people professionally. You would have, uh, you know, it's easy to think that healthcare related persons, even with your advanced degrees, you went to some obscure school in Cambridge, Massachusetts, from what I recall. And (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, and then, you know, graduate degree, Washington University, from what I remember. Correct. So we're not, you're talking about the absolute highest end of our countries as far as our country, as far as academic background and professional background, still a maze, a difficult you know situation, no question. Absolutely. And yet I'm in a really, really good place now. I'm really very, quite pleased. So we'll have to deal with your wife. You know, she'll, she'll have to endure then 
you know, kind of the individual health insurance market. This is something that, you know, many people face. But your overall economics, your overall math of money has should be improved. That was our intended in, uh, outcome, if you will. And then we'll go on until November of or whenever the I think Q4 of, two, of 2020. Is that right? From what I remember? Yes, that, that in October of 2020 is, is when she converts. Um, and, you know, we're only fortunately with what you were able to, to develop, Jay, um, she we're only spending as much on her as I spent for her Cobra coverage before. So, you know, it's a lot of money, but uh, I'm, I'm anxiously looking forward to that period before, before her birthday when we can start to sign her up for Medicare and get everything in place so that the transition occurs without a hiccup. So your math of money at the Goldman household then, you know, basically is $650 a month saved premium. And then when you require healthcare coverage, entirely different coverage, meaning that your coverage under Medicare vastly superior than Cobra. And this is nothing against your employer, right? I mean, no, 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 not at all. Right. They're doing what they can. Uh, Medicare is structured in such a way that, you know, especially if you buy supplemental coverage and coverage in Part D to pay for your uh, meds that, uh, you know, while you're spending money up front, there's a lot less out of pocket. Um, it, it, it's a it's a really good system, which I knew when I was working before. It was the making sure I qualified appropriately that uh, was the challenge. So you did realize that you were looking forward to Medicare. This is a new new fact that we've never discussed this. Did you? Some oh, people yeah. think that Medicare is weaker. Some people believe oh, that Medicare is weaker. Medicare, it, 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 you know, having been in this field for a long time, providers like doctors and hospitals aren't thrilled with Medicare, largely because it doesn't pay as much right. as commercial insurance. However, right. from the consumer standpoint, it's it's wonderful coverage. Um, I, 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 I couldn't recommend it more highly. And, you know, you've touched on a great point because, you know, a lot of the, you know, talk on the news, et cetera, et cetera, or commercials and policy talk has to do with complaints about, you know, certain policies, et cetera, et cetera, and taxation and, you know, all the fragments we have in our nation that, you know, we're not, you and I are not going to solve, that's for sure. But it doesn't, re they don't really address the consumer's point of view who are enormously satisfied, overwhelmingly satisfied, much like you. No, it really doesn't. Uh, we and I, I don't, I don't want to get on my soapbox here, and I'm certainly not <laughs> right. going to get political. <laughs> right. I'm not going to get political. But when you recognize that in the United States we have the highest infant mortality rate of all of the developed countries in the world, we've got problems that we have to fix. That's just unconscionable. We have fundamental problems, and like you said, you know, it, it's an interesting thing because a lot of times I get pulled into the conversation about what about, you know, this structure or that structure. We're about to have a national election, in, you know, in a right. year's time. Nevertheless, I tell people to that, you know, that to the consumer ultimately is noise. I mean, it affects their vote, how they will vote, maybe, but it doesn't affect how consumers will choose and think through the Medicare enrollment process or what coverage 
is best for them, you know, based on their financial situation, their health situation, because that side, just as you see, a hundred dollars a month for Medigap, that has to be the result of intense competition, right? I mean, there's no other way. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think I think competition has its place in in our uh, healthcare financing system, uh, and I think, but it can be done in a way that certainly is, is better for consumers than it's currently done now. And do you see that even though that's not your configuration, I mean, you have Medigap, and I try to tell people, you know, if you just think about it as fruits or vegetables, it is entirely different in structure. And then there's Medicare Advantage, which are these combined packages, largely combining health and prescription, 35% of the market plus, and you know, CEOs of the carriers going to 50% over time, you know, at $0 in many, many locations, even in PPO form. So one size can, you can fit, you know, the correct configuration based on person's resources and needs. So, and competition again, I mean, even though you didn't experience it, Jim, other households in the neighboring county or in, you know, in other streets, you know, around you certainly available well, well and in fact i've been thinking that you know once my wife qualifies for medicare and i'm not on the road like i am now i will certainly want to chat with you about uh, whether it makes sense to transition to medicare advantage because i think there are a lot of i hate to use the word again but advantages of it and i want to be able to weigh the pros and cons and figure out what's best in our particular situation that's a excellent point and i don't want to div- you know, we're going to swerve back to the more interesting of your books in a, just a couple of moments. But, you know, what you see is that some in 10 years time, your premium is no longer 100. But even in different locations, what you have is it continues to increase so much so that the all of the premiums times 12 is greater than the out of pocket maximum on Medicare Advantage PPOs. That does yeah. happen. That, that You can see that today. So, you know, I tell persons when, and that this is the point of, you know, my book on Maximize, you know, Maximize Your Medicare, which is, hey, this is a financial planning matter. Yes, you want to see the doctors and healthcare matters. The book's not really about that. It's really about how do you, does somebody get the most for their money given what they require, given their financial resources. But, and you can see that doesn't stay static, right? Today, Jim Goldman pays $100 for Medigap. Jim Goldman at 87, you know, will pay substantially more. And like you said, you're not going to be on the road as much anymore, uh, you know, or everyone's going to come to you because you're, you know, healthcare consultant emeritus. <laughs> the, um, the usefulness, the 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 superiority of Medigap, those features, you know, start to erode. So you can easily see it. Absolutely. Well, I think that this has been very interesting, Jim. And you know, just because, like I said, most of the time that I speak in public, it, I'm talking to myself, and there are questions, etc. Or I get interviewed on the radio, but it's very in- instructive. It's very informative for people to hear from your seat, because I'm sensitive to the fact that, you know, everybody has a different set of you know, circumstances, 
kind of hard to find one's one size fits all, don't you think? Or absolutely, it's uh, and that's not bad. I mean, we we all have it, you know, needs that are particular to our individual situations, and you know, from both from a financial planning perspective, as you stated, and as an individual health perspective, it's important to structure your coverage in a way that works for you and for your family. So you spent, what, four decades crossing the country and interfacing with all different types of healthcare providers and different companies, hospitals, et cetera, et cetera. Do I have that right? I mean, hospitals, physicians, payers, uh, hospital uh, software companies, um, if it's in this field, you name it. And it's, you know, from high-end hospitals, um, exemplary teaching institutions, to rural hospitals, and those serving those most in need. Um, I've, I've been very fortunate to be able to work in this area. My real question is, where in the world did you find time to write three, not one, but three fiction, fictional book, you know, books, which are available on amazon.com. You know, the first one, you know, and I've read the first one, the first and three quarters of the second. So the first one called connections by Jim Goldman, you can see it on amazon.com only $4 and it's also available there on paperback. But anyway, where in the world did you find the time and how did you come up with the idea? Of connections. Well, in, in, in terms of coming up with the idea, um, I have a good friend and colleague uh, when, I, when I worked up in Ohio who had uh, had written a book um, and challenged me also to write something. And we had that kind of relationship where, you know, I, I really did take that as a serious challenge. As I was considering what kind of story I might want to tell, I was struck by something that I'd learned when I was uh, working with IBM. Uh, we had a, taken a client to our research center in Austin, Texas. There I learned that we developed a computer processor with the same number of connections as the brain of a reptile, you know, like a snake or a lizard. Interestingly, that processor provided enough heat to boil a cup of coffee. Wow. They projected that a processor with as many connections as the human brain would produce as much heat as a small nuclear reactor. So... And you know what? Oh, go ahead. So you lost a bet at a drinking game, and you were forced to write a novel. Is that basically what I hear? There, there, there was minimal alcohol involved. Okay, okay. But I took that concept and I said, "What would happen if we could if we increased the connections in a normal person's brain? What right. would the effects be?" And so, there's quite frankly not only a lot of projection, but a lot of research. Um, in current science that went into this writing. So you had this concept and you'd seen you know, the idea and it's so fascinating because the number of different topics this crosses. So the main character of the person, and I, I'm, I don't want to, you know, downgrade or basically, you know, not pay the proper justice. So why don't, why don't we just talk about connections just for a moment? We've got some main characters here, highly qualified persons, and with the interesting last name of Newman, is that right? <laughs> that is correct, and that was that was chosen for a very, very uh, um, uh, definite purpose. And That's it has like two ends on the end, 
just like Goldman does. <laughs> well, you know, when I was reading it, and then it didn't didn't strike me, of course. And you know, and then I'm thinking to my, hey, you know, this is like Death of a Salesman, Willie Loman, or or the movie the Tru- <laughs> the Truman Show, right? I mean, now we've got you know Newman, new man, of course, and they they have these experiences because he was, and without giving too, away too much of the book. He is the victim of an accident, which had left him in a debilitating state. Is that right, if I recall correctly? Um, Michael was in a in a uh, car accident and suffered serious brain injury in the car accident, and in fact was slowly dying. And his um, wife, but his wife happens to be a research scientist and neurologist, hmm. and she is desperately. She well, she's actually working for a a large biotech company uh, doing some work with them. But on the side, she's really desperately trying to find a cure for her husband, find a way to bring his function back. So they find a cure. And without, again, giving the book, because, you know, you definitely should read this first one, especially because it's a great setup to, you know, the, uh, the rest. So they find a cure. And then there are what, what what would we call it? Unintended, unintended ripple effects or unanticipated ripple effects? Absolutely. Uh, it, 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 went, it goes so far as to suggest that these ripple effects will ripple throughout all of society, that in fact they, are, they make discoveries that uh, are truly, A, groundbreaking, but B, rooted deeply in our history, in our culture. And I'll leave it at that. And no, by it the is, way, it's, it's a thriller as well. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very fascinating because because you can see that, or it's kind of almost like we have a catalyst, some kind of jump start to what we might think takes, you know, generations just on evolution, for example. And all of a sudden, you almost have something like, let's skip a step or let's fast forward the step and then we have these other, as you you know, appropriately named connections. So, very interesting stuff. And then you've got the entire, obviously, business aspect because you have biotech companies, and then, as many people know, you know, the industrial military complex, of course, and the applica- obvious applications, you know, become involved. I mean, I don't think that it's a secret that a lot of our technolo- technological advances have, you know, had military, you know beginnings, if you will. Absolutely. And in fact, there's not only that biological component to this, but there's also a computer component to this. All right. The the two get the two get paired together in an absolutely fascinating way. And I'll just leave it at that. No, I know. You know, it's it's very interesting topic, very stimulating topic, because this specific topic is kind of like this intersection of and the way that you've written it is this intersection of not only you know, a personal story, but then one that has you know many many intersections connections, if if you will, with all different you know parts of our society and the way that we think about stuff. It's very fascinating. It's very interesting. So now we've got three I'm books. Just, Go ahead, please. I'm just glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> so now we got three books. And, you know, connections, confrontation and convergence. And 
what, what's the plan for Jim Goldman? Are you going to keep writing books along these lines, or what do you plan to do? I, I, I ended the third book, I think, in a very good place. And I was starting to think about, well, what would I write about next? And I, was, I had an idea for this, and I had an idea for that. And one of my readers came up to me and said, I really miss your characters. And I thought, you know what? I miss them, too. And so I've been working on Mind Out of Time for about six months now. That's the working title. Okay. And I'm starting to think that the first three books may just have been prologue, somewhat the way that The Hobbit was prologue to the Lord of the Rings series. I'm really (laughs) very excited to see where this goes. And, you know, that's interesting that you said that because as I was reading this book, I'm like, as a serial and much like in today – We've got these things made into movies, and in a way, like you said, kind of a th- has a thriller element to it. It has a scientific element to it. It's topical to things that we talk about today, you know, as far as, you know, what advances technology and computers and how they affect all of our lives and things like that. And you've know, got this this series of books here that kind of touch on a lot of them. Seriously, I was thinking, boy, you know. Tom Hanks is is calling, you know, to, to try to make this into a movie. Although, you know, someone else may have said that, you know, they've got a different serial that he would work on. But that kind of thing, because they do you know, touch on all these different interesting topics. I, I think it would it, it, it would adapt itself to a film well, uh, in part because the characters are very real people dealing with very real situations and you know people like to go to movies i think where where they you know where they're on the edge of their seat and they're excited but they want to be able to identify with the characters and that they're not two-dimensional they're people struggling with the same things that they're struggling with day in and day out um i'm trying to find an angle to get into hollywood right now um a friend of mine who just retired from that world suggested i find an an, an actor or actress who would be good in one of these roles and pitch it to them. So if you have any suggestions, I'd love to hear it. So brutal. I can, you know, as a person that has written a self-published book myself, you know, the, the industry, the entire business side of that, so difficult and complicated. The number of different interfaces is so complicated, you know, almost impossible to weave through. But absolutely, I mean, I would have thought that you know, this idea and this topic and the way that you've, like you said, right, written about the characters, especially because in this day and age, what you've got is, with, like I said, without giving away too much of the book, the wife is not only strictly qualified to do the scientific research, but in addition to that is a, you know, caregiver, you know, for her husband, right? A strictly qualified, right. if we, you know, circle back to Medicare, if you will that a lot of times a lot of the burden the difficult the challenge you know is not only physical but emotion and emotional just the weight of the topic itself and taking care of someone who cannot take care of themselves you know has so many different facets and you know can be difficult and you know i think your books you know especially this first one you know kind of you know touches on you know, the fact that even that she knows scientific facts, and yet there's a whole other emotional aspect. Well, and, and in fact, they find themselves as two ships passing in the night. 
Michael has, you know, the world he's living with. Right. Gabby has the world she's living with. And they're growing further and further apart uh, because those worlds are so different. And it's they, they're, they're not only struggling to deal with their circumstances, but they, they struggle with each other as well. Well, absolutely. And so back to how you can find the book. You can find it on Amazon. Is that right, Jim? Well, Amazon, all three books are available both electronically and in paper on Amazon and on Barnes & Noble. Oh, awesome. So Amazon.com, so they, what's the fastest way to see it? By the title, Connections? Is that right? Or yeah, I, I like, would just, I would go into a search engine. I, I usually use something like Google. And I just, you can type in Jim Goldman with two N's on Goldman and Connections, and it'll bring it up. Or you could put in Jim Goldman author, and it'll bring all three up. Absolutely. So be sure to go to, Am especially in this day and age, please buy the book, read the book, leave us, leave them a good review there. You know, so important in this day and age that people are, that's our, that's the ship we're on, and we're not going back ashore. I don't think that there's any doubt about that. <clears throat> but based on feedback I've ha had so far, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Jim Goldman Connections. Thank you so much, Jim. I've enjoyed today. I have as well. Thanks so much, Jay.